Welcome to Lost Boys to Found Fathers. I'm Will Haycox. Joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We're men who suffer the loss of a child. And through that, we want to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to those who listen to this podcast. What's up, Gabe? Hey, buddy. So last episode, we talked about, uh, in this series, you know, we're, we're talking about leading our children well. This is episode three. Last episode, we talked about being completely gentle and humble, uh, be patient, bearing with one another in love. That was from Ephesians 4, 2. So definitely go back and check that out. Hopefully there's some good tidbits about how we can lead our kids well by being humble and gentle, patient, and loving with them. And today, uh, we're going to talk about Ephesians 6, 4. So what does that say? And let's let's get into this and how this can help us to lead our kids well. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to read uh, the ESV translation, and I think we're going to explore a couple other translations as we discuss this, but I'll start with ESV. So it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So this is how I've seen this play out in my life when I've messed this up, mm. okay? Um, I'll use uh, my middle child as an example, and I understand that there are times and I've seen it where I have like perhaps given him too many instructions at once. Mm. Okay, this is just a simple example. Certainly other examples where I might have been like, hey, go do this and then do this and then do this and then do that. Mm. And he gets like number one and number four, Mm. but he forgot to do number two and three. Mm. All right. And then I might come at him and be like, bro, why didn't you do number two and number three? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, I forgot. And then I might be like, well, how'd you forget? It was simple instructions, right? And mm-hmm. so, and then that provokes him to like this state of exasperation with like, man, like give me a break. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I forgot. Like it's almost like I think this verse is reminding us to not put unnecessary demands on our kids that are going to lead them to blow in a gasket Mm -hmm. because if they blow a gasket we might do the same thing Mm -hmm. and so it was a uh this verse is just a really great reminder of like let's remember that our kids are kids we kind of touched on that in the last episode just as if though like if you're if you're trying to teach you know bonnie right she's Mm -hmm. two and two and she's almost three yeah almost three right like two and seven eighths okay Mm -hmm. like she's right there whatever 11 twelfths more than that even and so if you if you come at bonnie and she's trying to learn the word hippopotamus right and she's like hip hop anonymous was that mr deeds or whatever Mm -hmm. um and you're just like bonnie enunciate Mm -hmm. get your alliteration correct like that makes zero sense, mm-hmm. right? We don't treat our, our look at you like what? What are you talking about, right? <laughs> but that's the same. We can we can take that silly example, and if we expound that on a four year old or a five year old or a mm-hmm. six year old or a ten year old mm-hmm. that we're putting year old, or a fifteen year old, yeah. yeah, that we're putting these demands, man, that are way too high on them, like it's gonna mess them up. Mm-hmm. And it may also, and it's going to mess up our relationship. It's going to also, I think, mess up our um, our ability to to um, show them what God is really like. Because they might start thinking, man, God's just this demanding authoritarian that expects perfection of me. And if 
And if he doesn't get perfection, then he then he doesn't love me or I'm not worthy of his love. And like mm-hmm. it could really jack him up. Like so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show another example in just a minute. But tell yeah. me what you think about that. Yeah, I mean I think one of the things there's so many different ways we can go with this and so I guess I apologize for not doing them systematically. But one thing I thought about and maybe thinking about older children, but it's a a pattern, I think having these these standards that are unrealistic and and pushing your children to be you know whatever and anything you want to want to try to put on them that hey you're gonna learn to speak you know faster than i want you to learn to speak you're gonna quit you know sucking a passy because you're not a baby anymore you know you're three years old so i'm gonna just take that passy away you know whatever it is if it's you're 14 and you didn't make the the team at basketball so I'm going to go out I'm going to make you yeah. play every single night I'm going to make you do the Kobe Bryant you're going to shoot a thousand shots and if you only make 300 of them then you suck and I'm going to make you go out and shoot a thousand more shots and yeah. and uh, I see this I, I work right now I'm a general contractor but I'm working in a sports facility and so I've seen like a couple in the past few weeks I've seen a couple of parents that after hours when we're wrapping up at five or six they're bringing their kids into this like little training area mm-hmm. and there's just one dad the other week uh, and I hate to pick on the guy because who knows what, what the rest of his life is like but I don't know him so he'll never know I'm talking about this but uh, he was so on his kid about mm. they, they were, he was practicing baseball like he was uh, it was the kid was you know I guess I don't even play baseball so I don't know a whole lot about it I know a little bit of the terminology but like the kids got the bat back and he's like getting ready the dad throws the pitch and something about the way the son was like not stepping into the swing or whatever it was like he was he's going on and on about like i want you to load up which i guess means like you know you tighten your shoulders and you're getting ready you know ready to release that swing and he's like i want you to load up but don't release and like i was just kind of standing to the side and watching the kid and the kid like did a little bit of movement with his shoulder but the long story short like the kid wasn't doing what the dad wanted and the dad was like no you're not loading up like load up and the kid's like does something didn't do it right and the dad's like continually saying like no you're not loading up load up and the kid was like i am dad and he's like no you're not like that's not a load you know it's not a load what you've been doing this right for years why are you suddenly doing it you know you're doing it wrong now you know better yeah and it was like this five minute thing where the dad was like if you don't if you say you're going to load up and you don't load up again we're going home like we're done with this I'm not going to waste my time with you if you can't figure this out and it was frustrating to me because I'm like exactly what you were saying like that kid's not helping not not learning anything from that dad there's no like he's not like this is how you load up and this is what I want you to do this is what you're doing and this is how you can get better at it it was very this is what you're doing I'm going to just keep saying, stop doing it, stop doing it, stop doing it, and not giving you yeah. any any alternative. So That's a perfect example, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like this expectation that a, a father puts on, and I, like I say, I hate to pick on this one example of this one guy, but I can do the same thing, you know, maybe not as much when Bonnie's three, but when she's five and I want her to learn to ride a bike or whatever she's doing at that point. If I just keep saying do this like ride the bike balance mm. and then she goes down and she falls over and I'm like balance why aren't you balancing and like yes. like I'm right. not helping her learn to balance by screaming balance 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 over and over again 
So sure, you know, yeah, sure, yeah. You know what that means or how to do it. Yeah, that. that's like, right. I'm mm-hmm. not showing her what does it mean. You know, like if you're starting to fall, you know, you lean a little bit the other way, or you know, you put an arm out, you put a leg out. Like there's there's instructions along the way. And if instead your approach is just to over and over again hold you to the standard without helping you reach it, then you're not providing any direction. You're not showing like we talked about last time. You're not being patient. You're not bearing with them in love. You're just setting a standard, holding them to it, and expecting them to get there from from down low, like from starting point. You're expecting them to just jump to the highest level. Yes. With no help, mm. and like that's not the way most humans learn. That's not the way you know mm. you and I learn. Like if you go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast, not that we're like at a higher level, whatever. But if you go back at the beginning. We didn't have nearly as good equipment. We didn't know what we were doing. We, you know, we expected maybe more of ourselves than we were actually able to do. But if we just both got frustrated and we're like, well, this just sounds terrible, we're just gonna quit because we're so frustrated with not being perfect. Yeah. We wouldn't be here. We would be stuck doing the same thing over and over again. And it would be a waste of our time, a waste of your time to listen. So I think bearing with a child in love means setting realistic expectations and then helping them reach that. Mm-hmm. And so I've got other, other examples. Yeah, I was, go ahead it, first. so this is super embarrassing what I'm about to say, mm. but I was watching Dance Moms the other night. Mm. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to stop this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a lot. My daughter had shoulder surgery the other day, she's 17. You and I talked about this a minute ago. Got hit on a rebound, ripped her shoulder like way out of socket. Tore some stuff in there, mm. had to go in and repair it uh, Thursday. Today's Saturday. So we're, you know, yesterday she's kind of groggy, right, on medication, laid up on the couch. And she was like, not, this was not yesterday, this was Thursday. This was Thursday, Thursday, the day she had surgery. And she's like, Dad, you, you know, you care if we watch a little TV? I was like, whatever you want to watch. And she's mm-hmm. like, is there a football game on you want to watch? I was like, yes. But you're the one that just had surgery, so whatever you want to watch. So she chose to watch Dance Moms mm-hmm. or something. It's something about dance. I don't know if that's the name of the show, but it's about these moms and the drama at this dance studio. Mm. Sounds this fun. was a train wreck of a show. It was awful. And <laughs> the people are so mean in there. The, mm. This lady that owns the studio, like, she's a baller because mm. apparently she wins national dance competitions and blah 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 and people want to be on the tv show and all stuff but man mm-hmm. she is like the i'm sorry if this lady ever listens to the show she's probably not going to she reminds me of ursula mm-hmm. from nice. little mermaid yeah and i'm not saying about necessarily the way she looks she but the way arms. she yeah. maybe <laughs> the way that she acts and how mean she is to these kids it's like mm-hmm. she would she was finding ways to like Mm. nitpick these kids Mm. to like tear them down right to get them to a point Mm. that they would like i mean it was almost like she was a like you've seen some movie like she's some like army drill sergeant Mm. like i'm gonna break these kids down Mm. so they respect me and whatever you know Mm. and i would so you would see her bringing these kids to this point of exasperation of putting these demands on them that you know I would say they seem like unrealistic, but then she, her product is great, man. Mm-hmm. Cause the kids that stick with it, they're champs. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, whatever. Um, 
but then my daughter informs me about a couple kids that came through that show in years past that are now like super jacked up and she's like well you know x y and z kid and this other other girl they were on this show and now they're like buck wild and they're all mm. into drugs and they're all screwed up and whatever i'm like yeah i can see it so my point in that is that it was a good reminder about this verse of like man like don't exasperate your kids or the, mm-hmm. the KJV says don't provoke your children to wrath mm-hmm. right to the so we don't we don't put these demands on them to the point that they lose it mm-hmm. um, and uh, man yeah you want to see a, a, a mess of a of a of a how you handle a situation and how you like treat a kid watch that show mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, and another thing I think maybe um, maybe a longer term concern, but one that, that I lived and, and, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say this was the exact reason. I'm not trying to say my parents screwed up specifically on this and that's why, you know, made the decisions I made. But I think having, having expectations, having standard, just like what we talked about this, you know, most of last episode, we talked about like setting goals, telling your your children you know like god expects certain things of me as a father and a man and a husband and so i'm trying to with his help you know fulfill those roles but also god expects certain things of you as a child and this is how you fulfill them and you know you're you honor mom and dad so there's there's expectations there's standards that we give our kids and that we should because you know a life without standards without expectation just leads to Tons of things, yeah, but, you know, wasting right. talent, yep. wasting mm-hmm. everything, just just a, a complete a life without purpose and meaning is what it would lead to. Yeah. Um, but if you set so many expectations, so many standards, then what you're you're creating is a. It's almost like if, for people that don't know the Old Testament well, this may not be a great a great analogy, but it's almost like the, the old law, you know, the old covenant had uh-huh. somebody in my small group corrected me the other day when I said that I think there's 616 or something like that mm. laws in Leviticus that the old Testament Jews had to follow. And I, I guess I don't know. I don't have any friends that are practicing Jews now, but I'm assuming they still follow most of them. I don't know. But in the old Testament, they had to follow these 600 laws to the T or else they were sinning and they were condemned and they were not in right relationship with the Lord. And what they had to do was periodically they offered sacrifices of multiple different things, some animal sacrifice to God that covered their sins and their failures. And it was a constant thing. That's that's why they sacrificed every single week, every single month, every single year, because humans aren't perfect and we can barely follow, you know, like, you know, love yeah. love God and love your neighbor. Like we can barely follow that. Yeah. So how are we going to follow 600 laws? And so the analogy there, what I'm coming back to is it is good to set standards for our kids. And let's just say blanket standards. Be loving to people. Treat mom and dad with respect. And try your best in everything you do, whether it's trying to get good grades, trying yeah. to – you know, do well in sports. Like it, I'm not. I don't think it's realistic to say you're going to be the star quarterback, regardless of whether you're six six, two hundred pounds like Trevor Lawrence, or you're five six, one hundred and twelve pounds. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, son, you're going to go out there. You're going to beat out those other kids who are a foot taller than you. Like that's that's not a realistic expectation. But setting that standard of 
you're going to do your best. And I think when you when you set too many standards, you have too much expectation, and then you hammer the kids over and over, like you're talking about, you know, provoking them to wrath, provoking them to anger, or the, the NIV says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. You're leading to this, this understanding, this cycle of these are all the standards. I'm going to run around and try to meet all these standards just to get my dad off my back or just to... Um, yeah. You know, just to be for them to be proud of me. You know, so many people have mm. daddy issues that my dad was never proud of me or never said he was proud of me or whatever. And so you try to meet all these standards and then you fail because you're human and you're not perfect. And I would I would argue like, you know, Kobe Bryant and some of the most disciplined athletes out there. You could tell, like, I don't know, I'm not a NBA stat guy. But I know Kobe Bryant didn't shoot 100% from three-point land. He didn't shoot 100% from even free throws. Yeah. So, like, Kobe Bryant wasn't perfect, and he practiced to ridiculous amounts every day. Yeah. So, like, we can't expect our kids at 3, 10, 15, 25 to be perfect. And when they fail over and over again and you're still holding them to that standard of perfection, you're coming down on them for, oh, you got a B. You should get A's. And maybe your kid killed herself to get an A and she got that B and she should be proud because she did a great job. That's right. Yeah. And your standard is perfection A plus. So she's continually disappointed because she thinks she's disappointed your unrealistic standards. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to get to is it it leads to legalism where they only see their value in following these standards and these rules. And performance. And performing yeah. exactly the way you want them to. And ultimately, I think, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, that leads to rebellion against those standards, those expectations, you know, the parents that set them and everything the parents stand for. And I don't, I'm not saying that my parents did this. Uh, I wouldn't think, I don't think I would say my parents had unrealistic standards for me. But when I realized, I guess, that I wasn't the son specifically, I wasn't a Christian, you know, and they thought I was, and I'd been living that life and all that. Yeah. I wanted to rebel against that because I didn't want to keep acting like I was a Christian and I didn't want to admit that I wasn't a Christian Mm. and just tell them like, sorry, I'm not a Christian. I'm going to go live my normal life. Like I just rebelled from what my parents wanted me to do, you know, from going to church, from not drinking, not partying, like all these things. And I just went and wanted to do everything but what they asked me to do. And so I think finding that place where we're not exasperating our children, but like it says, instead bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord is just like we said last episode. We're we're setting expectations. We're telling them this is the hierarchy, God, mom and dad, kids. And then we're having grace in that. We're having patience. We're setting standards and helping them reach those standards. Dude, that's perfect. And that goes right back into what we talked about last episode about you know, being completely humble and gentle, patient, bearing with one another in mm-hmm. love. You know, mm-hmm. we're not if you're being patient with somebody and bearing with them in love, that is that is presupposing that there's something that you're having to be patient with them about. Mm-hmm. And again, with our kids, that's probably us being patient with them about them um, achieving or trying to achieve the standards that we're that we've set. So mm-hmm. we're not saying don't set standards, let your kids be a Mm-hmm. a jellyfish and just float along okay mm-hmm. it's a great song by Jimmy Buffett about that 
Um, we're not saying R. that at R. all. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I know, man. Super sad, dude. Super sad. So, you know, we're not saying that. Like, we're saying, no, have standards. Like, God has standards for us. But recognize that um, that we have to be patient with our kids and bear with them in love um, as they as we hold them to those standards. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I love what you said, Will. That was so awesome, man. And we're gonna with that, we're gonna put a bow on this episode, brother, because that was awesome. So let's remember: do not exasperate our children. Like, do not provoke them to wrath. Um, let's make sure that we're patient, bearing with one another in love, bearing with them in love as we hold them to the standards that we have set for them, mm-hmm. helping them understand: hey, this is who you are, this is who, who you're you know, achieving to be, um, then, and kind of here's your why for that as mm-hmm. well. Certainly we'll probably get into some of that mm-hmm. on another episode. So thank you all for joining us today. Uh, again, this is the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. Make sure that you, almost said podcast. Close <laughs> yeah. enough. They'll get pop. It. We're talking yeah. about pop music yeah. or something on here. I did talk about pop culture, right? That's true. Uh, yeah. That stupid yeah. show I watched last week. <laughs> um and so yeah, so check out check out us on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and Twitters, and uh, also look for my books. Uh, that will be done. Trust in God in the midst of suffering, pain, or loss, and every little thing. Six small steps to perfect peace. Thanks for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him.